Welcome to the video guys. Today we're covering five content tips to start to add to your content in order to extract more cash flow from your audience. This is going to work regardless of whether you're a high ticket affiliate marketer or you're a coach or your network marketer, anything like that. You're still going to need to understand and learn and deploy copywriting in your business. And the better you can become at that, the more cash flow you're going to be able to extract from your audience. This is something that I actually ignored for many, many years as part of my own affiliate marketing journey. In fact, if you'd circled back to 2011 and said, hey, yo, you need to learn this stuff, it's called copywriting, and you, know, you need to get your mindset fixed up and whatnot, I would have been like, Psh, no way, man, just give me the tactics, I just, you know, I just need a couple hundred bucks a day and you know, I'm done, right? Uh, and I'll learn all that stuff later on, and that's kind of how it went, except I didn't get the couple hundred bucks to start with, I actually failed my way through, and then I learned that you know, it's a chicken and egg, I needed to learn the skills in order to do the stuff, right? Anyway, um, what I will also say, I'm going to throw a little caveat out there at this stage in that I'm not a professional copywriter. Uh, some people may end up arguing with the five tips I'm going to give you guys. However, what I do know is that I get really good feedback from it. I get told it's very entertaining. And you know what? I sell a shitload of stuff through very, very small audiences. And so that there tells me must be doing something right, okay? So anyway, with all that being said, if this is the first time on the channel, welcome. My name's Jamie Gardner. I'm a full-time affiliate marketer. I'm also a coach. And uh, if you're interested in learning how I might be able to help you grow and scale your online business, feel free to check out my free group. There's a link in the description. I'm gonna take you through to my free Facebook group and uh, happy to uh, have a chat if that's of interest and you know see what I'm all about and all the free stuff I've got in there as well. So look forward to uh, catching up with you very soon. Anyway, all that being said, let's dive straight into it. Uh, five content tips. Number one is one of the most important parts of content creation and, and copywriting in general is the ability to capture someone's attention right off the get-go. And so one of the ways that I like to do that is quite simply by asking a question. Hey, has this ever happened to you before? Uh, how, how would it feel if this ever happened? Uh, what would happen if this happened? What would it look like if this happened? Things like that. And so that way, what happens is someone subconsciously cannot not answer a question. So they have to, unless it's like completely offensive or whatever, they have to see what the next line is. Well, I don't know. I don't know what, if this has ever happened to me before is I don't know what the next line is. Let me just read it. <laughs> well, now I'm hooked. Um, and that's kind of how it goes, right? So start thinking about those types of things and even write it out. In fact, I'd highly encourage you to just start writing this type of stuff down as well. Think of it as many hooks as you can come up with, things that are really gonna capture someone's attention how much intrigue can you throw into that first line? Uh, that in itself is going to help massively. Now, what I would also say is I don't always do that. Sometimes I just start with a, a sentence and uh, I, I make some kind of implication about something or uh, you know, I, I might say something like, most affiliate marketers don't do this when they should be doing that. You know, for example, that was a bad example. You hopefully get what I'm, where I'm going with that. So that, that's the first thing. Uh, the second thing is I like to use what I would refer to as tie downs. Uh, they may be worded something different in, in copywriting world, so you know, go do your homework on that one. Um, but a tie down in this instance is, do you see what I'm saying? Does this make sense? Uh, hear, hear what I'm saying? Does it, uh, do you get what I mean? Uh, you're picking up what I'm dropping down, like you know, whatever it is, right? Um, depending on whether someone is auditory or visual or kinesthetic in, in terms of their uh, listening. Not that you're going to know when you're actually writing this thing out, but point being is that uh, whatever your normal language pattern is, I, I would go with that. Uh, the easiest one is, does that make sense? Have you ever felt like that before? It's another one I use quite often where basically it, it implies there's an implication that someone has had those types of experiences. So it means that they are now emotionally tied into that as well. 
Um, other thing, uh, in fact, I kind of went out of order here, but circling back to the top, uh, so we've got you know a big big headline or a question or um, you know an implication of some kind, and uh, just to, to and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm kind of deviating a little bit here, but uh, it's going to differ if you're writing an email versus say a sales page. A sales page is more like you know, using the traditional sort of doctrine, which is uh, how to X without Y and, you know, type stuff, right? And so that, that's how you do a traditional sales page. I guess what I'm referring to here more specifically is things like emails and uh, social media content and whatnot as well. So anyway, um, part two. So now I've done kind of like one and three. <laughs> so if we back up a little bit, like I say, I'm, I'm better at writing than I am at the video content apparently. But um, so the, the second part, second tip that I'll give to you guys is uh, if you can, try and start at the height of the emotion, at the height of the story. And to paint a, a really weird little picture there, let's say uh, that you were on a yacht and uh, the yacht was heading right towards the, the shore, you're about to crash and you're in this monster, monster storm. Like it's crazy and you know things getting blown around and you're scared and you know there's cold and wet and you don't really know where you are and it's dark and you can't see and it's like sounds like dolphins mocking you from underneath the boat and it actually turns out there are a bunch of sharks and all right so you get the point but so if you imagine that if someone is uh writing that as a story then uh and it was part of a novel then you might write out the finer details like oh it started in the pacific and it was a beautiful glorious day and blah 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 and the birds were chirping and everything was amazing and then eventually it builds up into the storm but the height of the emotion would take it the other way it'd be something to the effect of, uh, think brain, think, uh, something to the effect of, you know, with the, the destruction of our tiny vessel imminent, uh, all seemed lost in the darkness of the storm, but yet somehow in the distance, a glowing light came through and it was a rescue boat basically. But if you imagine one, one way is telling the full story, we were in a boat and it was good and this is how we got in the boat and then we ended up in a storm we nearly crashed but that's not at the height whereas the height is like oh my god we're about to die um and that is the height and that there and excites people it makes them intrigued about reading further as well right so think about that so now we've okay really really well out of order jamie but anyway big ass hook like nice nice way to tie people in uh you want to put in uh some sort of intrigue if you can if you can try and start at the height of the story Really depends. This is for more uh, creative things as well. Uh, what I say, number three, you use tie downs uh, to question, add questions in along the way. Does this sound familiar to you with, uh, at all? Where it you know, puts that person in the story uh, mentally, at least anyway. Uh, what else was I going to do? Oh, yeah. One of my favorite things is uh, I really love using alliteration. And so, uh, you know, I, I do it over really, really weird stuff. So, uh, what's an example? Um, I don't know why, but I was thinking about boats just then, and so this first thing that popped into my mind was like Alex Albatross or something. Sorry to any Alexes that watch this, by the way. Um, but that's you know obviously a, a, a not the greatest example, but that there it means you can start to create characters. Uh, could be like Jumping Jamie, for example, or uh, you know that's with a person's name. But you can do it over anything. It could be um, you know the the cutlass of the, the cup of cutlessness or something like that right uh the pirate's cup of cutlass is i don't know point being is that uh when you're doing that uh it, it's interesting it's fun 
for starters because it's good wordplay. Uh, but then the other part of it is, it, again, it creates something new and, and unique, especially if you can like mold words together as well. Uh, this is why things like acronyms work really well for, for naming conventions of, of programs and, and trainings and different things uh, or formulas or whatever, because if, if it's a, a, um, an acronym, it means it doesn't exist. It, someone's made that up, right? So that's why, you know, like my products, for example, have got, well, we've got SAA, which is Super Affiliate Accelerator, but we've got SAI, Super Affiliate Intensive. We've also, I've also got my own program. So I've got something called the Sales Prognosticator Masterclass, uh, which is basically how to sell stuff, right? But I call it SPM. It's known as SPM. Uh, I've got another one, which is FIFS, Freedom in Four Steps. It's a workshop I put together. I've also got something called the Ultimate Marketing Mastermind. That is my, my premium coaching that I have, UMM for short. Um, all these things have an acronym. And, and so therefore, when I'm writing this into, into content, creates that sense of intrigue until eventually it becomes hopefully a household name. And everyone's like, oh, we can't, you don't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, Ultimate Marketing Mastermind. I definitely want to join that. Um, so alliteration is the other thing. Um, and the, the final piece of, of what I was going to say there is uh, looking for correlations. Now this is the, probably the trickiest part of it, but I think once you start getting uh, into finding these correlations, it actually becomes really enjoyable because then you can work out, well, there's actually correlations to everything every, uh, everywhere around me. And to give a really, really weird example, uh, I had this, I'm gonna, all right, story time. Go back to my childhood. Uh, basically, when I was a child, I was around about four years old at the uh, at the time, as I recall, I might have been older, might have been younger, I don't quite know, around that kind of like, you know, under 10 age group, which, you know, whatever. So I was young, basically, and I was sitting in my car, and we're at a uh, place in New Zealand, it's called Rotorua, um, amazing, amazing little little township, quite smelly, sorry folks from Rotorua, uh, quite, smells quite bad, all the sulfur, is an active volcano there, so it smells like sulfur. Anyways, I was on the lake there and um, just sitting there minding my own business. Um, in fact, it might have, oh, man, maybe it wasn't Rotor Road now. I kind of think it might have been on Lake Taupo. Anyway, whatever. I was at a place where there were swans, right? There was bloody these red, black, black swans with red beaks. And I was just a little kid and I was holding my sandwich. I was enjoying eating the sandwich. And uh, all of a sudden, this swan came towards me. But because they moved so slow, I just assumed it was friendly. And I'm holding my sandwich, eating it, and then it just goes, and like smashes my hand, rips the sandwich out, smashes the sandwich down in front of me, and I was like, just bereft, like, oh no, why, why? Oh God. And um, yeah, so anyway, I didn't have a sandwich that day, basically, is the, is the crux of the story. Um, those jerks, but I've held a lifelong vendetta against any swan ever since. Like, if I ever see a swan, I'm like, I'm immediately, they're a jerk to me. Um, I'm kidding, I actually think they're beautiful animals, but um, I, just this is a funny story anyway I told that story to my wife and uh for some reason we were just playing around the other day and she just said I was making a, a nice little breakfast for myself and she said what would happen if a swan came in to our apartment I don't know how that would happen that was funny in itself and uh come and steal your bruschetta away that you'd made I was like hmm that doesn't sound like fun at all and so what I came out with, just top of my head type stuff, like started making up this big story. Well, I would go into, you know, vengeful anger and I'd go and avenge the honor of my family and I'd go and, um, you know, wipe out all these swans and I'd get thrown in jail and then, and, then, uh, and then I'd be in jail and then I'd get a, you know, a 20 minute, a 60 minutes expose on me and my life and then I'd, you know, get a public petition because it turns out I'm not the only one that thinks swans are jerks. 
and then basically I'd get released from prison and then I'd write a book about it and then Chris Hemsworth would play me in the movie and then it would be a trilogy and I'd be called the Swan Venger. And the relevance of this stupid little story, thank you for listening by the way, is um, I used that. I used Swan Venger, which was this new character I apparently just made up on the spot. I used that in my content. I wrote an email and it was to my very, very small list. Um, you're welcome if you click the link below, you're welcome to check that out. Um, and, and work out all the very zany style of writing that I have. And, and so I put that in, in the content and uh, I used it as a, a way to um, find a correlation to an offer that I've just put out. I'm actually, at the time of recording, I'm in the midst of a product launch. I've got uh, about, around about 24-ish hours left on this particular launch. And so for those of you that are unfamiliar, you really kind of like hammer it the last little little part of the launch, right? And so... And it's going well, by the way, thanks for asking. Um, anyway, so with all that being said, um, the correlation that I used was uh, the fact that this episode that I had when I was a small child uh, left a, an indelible mark on me. It was uh, something that was quite negative. And so the correlation was, and you know, I'm certainly mindful of any negative impact that I have on my readers at this stage. So you know, if you don't want the, the negative impact of missing out on this particular product called the p2p formula hit the link below it's going to give you xyz blah 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 blah, blah. and so that was a correlation and so that was the, the, the correlation between my story and this correlation is that uh if you're um looking around your house and, and think about stories that come out from your everyday life and it could be anything you know you, you stub your toe in the, in the morning and uh you know stub your toe is a negative thing so now i've just given you a little framework to use you know, this is a really negative thing to happen and I don't want negative things to happen to you so that's why you need to go and buy this thing right now. Um, so you find those little correlations. Uh, another one that works really well, this is actually from Russell Brunson, he calls it a uh, kind of like bridge, which is kind of like, basically he would he would use that, those three words, it's kind of like, and so on. It's like, you know, my cutlass, my cut, my cup cutlass of doom for pirates is, uh, you know, it's kind of like, when you're going to the, the pirate store and you're finding your own cutlass to use and you know there was no correlation there but I'm just I'm suggesting that that's something that you can use as well uh, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like how I felt when this thing happened and that's why you should click on the link below it's kind of how it was when I was going through my bankruptcy and that's why you need to check out this thing that I made for you guys over here Right? And so if you're able to think of these correlations, and, and they can be the most ridiculous things. They can be like you're watching TV or there's a, an episode of a sitcom or a, a book that you've read recently. Or like I say, like, you know, someone, my wife asked me about a swan and I created content around that. I was listening to some music the other night and uh, I was thinking about, uh, well, in that case, it was just a playlist and it had like Credence Clearwater Water Revival and um, so John Fogarty's voice and... Um, then later on I had uh, Passenger from Iggy Pop and I was like, oh, this is great music. So I wrote, wrote some stuff around that, uh, created a little bit of a story and then just, you know, was finding ways to correlate that with, with my actual offer itself. Um, yeah, so anyway, all that being said, so just to recap really quickly, I understand I've been waffling on for a little bit now and um, <clears throat> my voice is getting tired from too much waffling. But number one is you've got to have a really good hook, something that is very intriguing um, this is number one. So have something that, uh, like I say, is in story or an implication, something like that. 
try if you can it's not always going to be relevant try to start at the height of emotion in the story as well um, one way that you can do that really easily is just um, use the word so so there I was uh, you know standing on the banks of the river blah 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 blah, blah whatever it is right uh, so start at the height of the emotion of the story if you can use questions as tie downs this is in my opinion this is what gets people engaged and keeps them going through and blah blah and how much would it cost if you missed out on this opportunity you know all this type of stuff what does that make sense do you understand what i'm saying do you hear, do you see what i mean um do you get it uh how would that feel for you if you missed out or if you did get that thing right so asking those as a form of tie down to get people to uh, subconsciously respond to the question and obviously continue reading um, what else to say? Alliteration, just because it's fun, it's creative, and it's a way for something relatively boring to become uh, a little bit more exciting by having alliteration in there. You can get really nifty with it as well. And then I would double up with that and say, use acronyms for your naming conventions, just again, because it's something that creates intrigue. It's like, oh, what's this? The, what is that? That's kind of weird. Like, I don't know what that means. I'm going to continue reading to find out. And then last but not least, uh, what was the last one? Oh yeah, correlations. Find ways to correlate stuff to your overall, uh, you know, call to action, and you'll do really, really freaking well. And so, uh, one thing I would say as well, and, and I'm going to share one tiny little story for you. Last one, I promise. Then, then I'll let you leave. Is um, many, many moons ago, I didn't understand how powerful it was to be able to write a short couple of paragraphs. And send it out to an audience and make money and now I'm very confident with that and it is such an incredible skill to have so I, I highly encourage everyone to go out there and just become better at it and one of the ways and this is the not so fun part about doing this stuff as well is one of the ways that I became better at it uh, apart from absorbing uh, books and, and audio books and manuscripts and, and you know different things of fun right lying around and ads and you know all, all sorts of weird and wonderful stuff over the years, which you can find out there, by the way, but just you know, to throw some names, Dan Kennedy or John Carlton or Frank Kern or Neville Medora or um, who else we got, Ian Stanley in, in modern day times as well. All those dudes are, are exceptional copywriters as well. Um, and so anyway, you know, study them. But what I did is I thought, well, what's better than studying is actually doing. And so I created a moniker on, um, on eZines and I just started typing every day. And I'd write a 500 word article every single day. And I did that for, I think it was like 38 days straight or something like that. Just because I wanted to become better at writing. It wasn't specifically copy in that instance, but what it taught me was, uh, well, the more more you do, the better you get, first and foremost. And, and secondly, I was able to contract down the time it took me to produce content. And I think that's a, a huge thing. And if you are struggling with that, I'm going to give a little number six bonus tip right here is uh, use a timer, right? Set a timer on your laptop or your thing or your phone or whatever and just that's all the time you have to create that content and don't put so much pressure on it being good. Like just throw it out there, who gives a shit, right? Like it's, no one's really gonna care about it. Like, and if they do, that's their problem, not yours. So just go out there, just do it, keep practicing. Um, and like I say, the confidence that you gain from knowing, hey, I can take I can take these guys and put them on a keyboard and then all of a sudden money spits out the other side because I've leveraged the skill that I have. It's so, so, so unbelievably powerful. So start to ingrain this into your own business and you'll see some incredible results. So 
Anyway, all that being said, this has been an incredible waffle. Uh, hopefully you got some value out of it. Hit that subscribe button, drop a comment below uh, if you got any value out of this. And uh, of course, I will look forward to catching up with you guys in the next one. Thanks very much.